You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 255. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Welcome back and happy new year. It is so exciting always for me to start a brand new year for the podcast and then for myself personally. I really love the new year. And we're going to talk today about five goals that I consider to be a little more important than just making New Year's resolutions. So if you've listened to the podcast for several years now, you probably know I'm not a big New Year's resolutions person, but I am definitely very goal oriented. And so I've helped a lot of clients over the last year, what, like 11 years of doing the business. I've helped a lot create goals for the new year. And today I wanna talk about five that really might help guide you so that you can set yourself up to live your best life in 2022. So we're gonna talk about that. Um, I've got a lot of emails of people asking, hey, can I get into the Earn That Body program, the five-week program, do you have any spots left? January is my busiest month ever, of course, because everybody wants to shed that weight for their New Year's resolution, right? But I did open up some extra space in January to fit a few more people in. And I always love to fit people in who are podcast followers or in the Facebook community group for Earn That Body. I mean, anybody who wants to be part of my tribe, those are the people that I wanna open extra spots for. So if you think you need some help getting your weight loss going, getting your health back on track with your workout, shoot me an email, kim at earnthatbody.com and say, I'm a podcast listener. That way, if I'm already sold out for the week you want to start, I will try and fit you in. Okay, so always just email me, kim at earnthatbody.com. Let me know what your goals are and then I can help assess which of my programs would be best to help you reach your goals. Goals, goals, goals. That's what we're talking about for the new year, for today. All of that after this. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, coming to you from an absolute favorite, Dr. Andrew Weil. I love Dr. Andrew Weil. He is a medical doctor and MD, but he has an alternative way of doing things, meaning he very much so believes in alternative medicine, and so do I. <laughs> so anyway, he had an article out recently and it said, eat more apples with a question mark. And I actually found it pretty interesting and thought I would share it with you today for the Eagle's Eye on Health. This is what it said. Apples are good for you as long as they're fresh and organically grown. He says that I avoid apples that have been grown with pesticides or treated with fungicides and wax, and I don't like the ubiquitous red delicious variety that conventional growers have foisted on us for years. In my experience, Dr. Weil says, they are usually mealy and tasteless. And then side note, everyone, for me, 
There is nothing worse than an apple that is mealy. Do you know what that, that texture is? Oh, I cannot stand that. Okay, back to the article. It says that apples are a popular fruit, but unfortunately, they usually rank among the 12 top fruits and vegetables contaminated by pesticides in tests run by the nonprofit EWG, which investigates environmental threats to health. The last EWG report on pesticides in fruits and vegetables concluded that frequently eating these dirty dozen fruits and vegetables will expose a person to about 14 pesticides per day on average. That said, fresh, organically grown apples offer many health benefits, but definitely guys, you want to go organic. It is worth it. I'm telling you, give up Starbucks if you want to eat organic, but you're telling me that you can't afford it. Your money is better spent for organic produce, all right? It's so important. And as they're saying, apples tend to be one of those dirty dozen fruits that has a lot of pesticides. So you don't want it in your body. You don't want it in your kiddo's body as well. Now, what are some of the health benefits of apples? Because honestly, I eat probably an apple a day. You know the old saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Well, maybe this is why it keeps the doctor away. Separate studies have shown that including apples in your diet may reduce the risk of cancers of the colon, liver, prostate, and lung. The flavonoids in apples were credited with anti-cancer effects. Also, in 2004, a study from the National Institute of Health found that eating foods such as apples may reduce chronic cough and other respiratory symptoms. The study was published in the August 2004 issue of the American Journal of Respiratory and Critical Care Medicine. Studies in both Australia and England showed that people who eat the most apples and pears have the lowest risk of asthma, and researchers in the Netherlands have found that eating an apple a day may reduce the risk of chronic obstructive pulmonary disease in smokers. In 2004, U.S. researchers reported that for every 10 grams of fiber consumed daily, you may be able to lower your risk of developing heart disease by 14% and your risk of dying from heart disease by 27%. Did you know a single medium-sized apple gives you five grams of that fiber? The study was published in the Archives of Internal Medicine. And also more than one study on rats or mice has suggested that antioxidants, particularly the quercetin antioxidant in apples and even apple juice may sharpen memory and learning and protect against oxidative damage that contributes to Alzheimer's disease and other age-related brain disorders. So as you can see, a lot of great health benefits from your basic organic apple. I would say grab the apples at the market, everyone, when you're going. But when you choose that apple, please make sure it's an organic one and always great if it's from a local farmer as well. Store them in your refrigerator to prevent them from over ripening and also it kind of preserves the flavor a little more if you can store them in the refrigerator. And they definitely recommend eating the skin 
and the flesh, the inside and the outside of the apple because you're going to get a lot of the antioxidant benefits, the fiber benefits from eating the skin too. So don't be peeling that skin off. Give it a good wash. Get the organic ones. And everybody, maybe for 2022, you go ahead and make it an apple a day. Okay, let's talk about goals, goals, goals. So I'm not a big resolutions fan. I found that when I was young, you know, I used to have the, okay, it's it's New Year. I'm going to I'm gonna write down some resolutions, you know, things I'm never going to do anymore. And, and then you always forget, like within what, two to three weeks, it's like that's out the door. And, you know, everybody joins the gym January 1st, but the gym is crowded for the first three days of the new year. And then where does everybody go? The resolutions just sort of fall fall down, fall out, fall away. They're gone, right? Honestly, I've asked people, what was your new year resolution this year? Like six months into the year and nobody can even remember. They'll say like, I know I'd made some. I think it was to lose weight and to, you know, to work out more. But it's like you can't even remember what they are. So I just say like, instead of focusing on these resolutions, let's focus on actual I mean, a resolution is definitely a goal for many people. It just sort of depends how you look at things. So I'm a big goals person, but I also like to have goals in different areas of my life. And as I get older, I don't know about you, but I want to live my best life. I think as I get older, I'm, I've got one more year, guys, and I'm going to be 50. And I, I want to be happy. I want to be healthy. I want to be active. And, you know, I want to be with my family. And I want to see my son doing great and all these things. And I just, I want to feel my absolute best. And I feel like in order to do that, you have to keep growing. And by giving yourself goals in these five different areas that I'm going to talk about, I feel like it's a really good roadmap to live your best life. And to live your best life, you have to be healthy, right? So there's definitely going to be some health goals here. So let's just jump right in and see if any of these five different categories of goals resonate with you. And if they do, then what I encourage you to do is sit down later, maybe re-listen to the podcast, write down each goal, and then write down yours and what it means to you. And, And if my categories don't necessarily mesh with you, write down your own five categories of goals and write it on a piece of paper that you keep in front of you all year. Because when you write those New Year's resolutions down or you make them up in your head and then you don't look at them again, that's why they're gone. But if you put a little post-it note to your uh, computer and every day you look at those goals, it's harder and harder to ignore them. That if they're important to you, you'll take action on them, all right? So the very first goal that I set for myself every year is some type of health goal. Now, that could be a nutrition goal, right? Um, so for for anyone out there, like you, maybe you're like, well, I I'm cutting soda out, you know, because it's really been an impact on my weight this year. 
Uh, alcohol is a really big one as well. Maybe you need to cut back on alcohol. I've done several podcast episodes where I talk about alcohol being a real crutch in people's lives. And not only is it affecting you in terms of like calories and, you know, you drink a lot and then that leads to eating bad and it's this like never ending process, but it's so much bigger than that. And that's why I've done all these podcasts so you can go back and look at them. I'm just Type in, earn that body and alcohol and you'll find them. Um, But it's so much more than that because it impacts your health. It impacts your sleep. It impacts your hormones. It impacts your weight. It impacts your emotions. So maybe your health goal has got to be that you, you get your alcohol intake under some type of control. Now, I will say this. I really don't like to do a lot of health goals or any goals that are, uh, I will never have this again. I will never have soda again. I will never have a glass of wine again. Unless you're an alcoholic, then potentially you should never have one again. But I'm gonna tell you right now, I have soda. I drink soda. A regular Coke and a regular Pepsi is like my all-time favorite thing. But I don't have them very often. And I'm not gonna say, oh, I'm never gonna have a Coke again. But if I have like one every few months, I think I'm gonna be fine. Now, I don't do diet, just so you know. Diet is so horrible for you. I will never drink diet soda. But once, every two to three months, yes, I'm gonna have a soda. But if you're having soda like every day right now, then that would be a great thing to cut back on, for sure. So a health goal can be so many different things. It could be something nutritionally related, like I just said, to alcohol, to soda. Or maybe you're like, I don't eat vegetables. It's time. This is the year I'm going to increase my vegetable intake. Because a goal doesn't always have to be like, I'm never doing this again. So I'm cutting out soda for the whole year. Instead, it could be something like, I'm going to bring in something into my nutrition this year. Instead of just taking out sugar and taking out carbs, things like that. What are you going to bring in? So if you're not eating five servings of vegetables per day, let's start by shooting for three per day and working your way up to five a day. Maybe you don't hit five every day, that's fine. But what if you started increasing that vegetable intake? I can assure you it's going to benefit you. So that would be a great health goal. So when I say health goal, it's probably a little more nutritionally related because we're gonna get to working out next. Um, But every year I try to create some type of health goal for myself. And so I highly encourage you to do that as well because I'm gonna be really honest. Without our health, we cannot live our best life. And as we get older, we start to realize that quick more quickly. If you get sick, all of a sudden you appreciate how good healthy feels, right? If you get injured, all of a sudden you appreciate how great it felt not to be injured. We want to have a healthy body. A healthy, strong, vital body is going to help you prevent illness. It's going to help you recover faster from injuries as well. So figure out what is something that you can do this year. It doesn't have to be major, everyone, but what is one thing that you can do nutritionally to help your health this year? Now, number two, I love to have a physical goal. So I'm very into racing. Most people know, um, mostly running, but I, I have been a triathlete in the past. I've done Ironmans, half Ironmans, every distance of triathlon. I have done 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, marathons. Uh, you name it, I have done it. And I love it 
because I love having a physical goal each year. Now, what I don't want you to do is have a physical goal like a race every month because it's too much. It's too much for your body. You cannot and you should not be racing every single month. Maybe your body can handle it in your 20s, but I can assure you at 49, your body cannot handle racing so often. So my physical goal is generally I pick one big race a year that's really important to me, um, that I really have to train for, and that I'm shooting usually for maybe a personal record or maybe just to hit the finish line. Because I've also talked about that recently, that you know my body today at 49 is not the same as it was at 45. So it's gonna be harder for me to hit those personal records. But that doesn't mean that I can't still race, right? It doesn't mean that I still can't go to the next marathon start line and hit the finish line and train for it. So every year, I like to pick at least one physical goal. For myself, it's usually a marathon. (laughs) Sometimes it was an Ironman. I wanted to see if I could do one. Then I wanted to see if I could do two. I don't think I have any more left in me on that front. But a physical goal is a great one to have. Now, it doesn't have to be a big one. So you don't have to be thinking, but I can't do a marathon or I don't even want to do a marathon. You don't have to. For one, I just know a lot of people who are like, I would love to run, but I just have never been a good runner. You know what? A 5K race would be a great place to start, right? Maybe you like to bike or you've never biked before, but you think, God, that would be really fun. So maybe your physical goal is just to start bike riding, because that can be an amazing workout, which will benefit your health, but also truly exhilarating to start something new. Maybe you love to swim, and maybe you haven't swam in a really long time. Maybe this is the year your physical goal is going to be to get back to master's swim class. Whatever it is, set that physical goal today, and then look at it every day and work on it every day or every other day. It doesn't have to be every day, but work on it throughout this year. Because when you accomplish a goal, especially a physical one, It's very, very, very rewarding, okay? And again, if you wanna look back and think, did I live my best life? Some of my physical goal accomplishments really make me feel proud, really make me feel confident in who I am and what I can accomplish. And I really, I always say this to people, I want that for you. I want you to look back and be like, I am so proud, I cannot believe that once I did X, I did that marathon, I did that race, I climbed that mountain, I did that long endurance bike ride. Whatever it is, it's so awesome to have completed a physical goal. Now, number three, this one has been new for me in the last several years, and it might be more important to me now than some of the other goals. I don't have a really good name for it, so I call it the hobby goal. (laughs) I'm very, very, I feel very strongly that everybody should have a hobby because work is not a hobby. Your nutrition is not a hobby and working out should not be a hobby. It doesn't mean you can't enjoy it and love it, but I don't think your workout should be your hobby. I think everyone needs a hobby because a hobby is something that you enjoy doing 
And I hope that it's a hobby that you can continue to do throughout your life. And so that's sort of why I like to detach, oh, I'm a runner, that's my hobby, from that being your hobby. Because I'm sorry, but when I'm 90, I might not be running anymore. But that doesn't mean I shouldn't still have a hobby, right? I I should still have things that I enjoy doing. So I can still be a runner, but I like to keep that separate from my hobby. I want your hobby to be something that you can do as you age, as something you can do forever. So I know, you already know, I am a gardener, a passionate, passionate gardener. Um, I've been gardening now for about three years and it is, it has become more than my hobby. It has become a very big part of my life. Reason being is because I am so into my health and my nutrition that now I grow my own food. I grow it organically. I know what I'm eating and I work with the soil to make sure it is the best with the microorganisms and the fungi and the bacteria. It has completely, I I don't want to say it has consumed me because I feel like when you say that, that's like a negative thing, but it's become such a big part of my life. And I just love when I'm done with work each day, going out into the garden. And I, I, ha- I look forward to it so much, and I want that for everyone. I want everyone to have some kind of hobby that they just can't wait to leave work so they can go do their hobby. It can be anything. You don't have to be a gardener. But if you want to be a gardener, let me know, because I want to help as many people as I can grow their own food. <laughs> but it can be anything. I used to even, um, and I, I don't want to say used to, I still do, but like knitting was my hobby for a while. I know I sound like a total grandma. I'm like, I garden, I knit. (laughs) But I love doing it. I love being creative. You know, for some people, it's arts and crafts. I have this client who makes these incredible cards, um, like birthday cards and sympathy. I mean, they're incredible, and she loves doing it. And she has sent me some, and they're beautiful. And you can tell with every card she has made me that she loved making these cards. And so it might be an artistic craft that you get really into. A hobby can be so many things. You might restore cars. You might love um, decorating. Maybe you, you know, redecorate houses or, or help people with things in that way. It can be so many things, but I think it's really important that you have a hobby and a hobby goal. So back to gardening, but like every year I try to give myself a garden goal that I'm reaching towards. I'm not, every year I don't want you to find a new hobby. I mean, that's that's like a lot to handle. It's great if you have many hobbies, but like within your hobby, then maybe you create a goal. So for me, every year I try to, I would start a new garden bed. And then I learned how to do no dig garden beds in my side yard. And right now, um, my big goal in 2022 is starting my own personal small scale flower farm. Um, So like, I'm super excited about it. And that's part of living your best life, right? Being super excited about things that you want to do this year. So a hobby goal, write it down, figure it out, if, if your goal this year is just finding a hobby, I want you to try everything until you find something that you love to do because I can promise you it's gonna change your life. It really and truly will. Now, number four, this one, I kinda love it. It's a cleanup goal. <laughs> it's not super sexy. That's okay, right? But everybody has a closet, a drawer, a room, a garage, a shelf, a cabinet that is an absolute disaster. 
And it doesn't matter how many times you clean that one thing. Why do we all have a junk drawer? And then I clean the junk drawer every year, if not twice a year, and it still becomes a mess, right? But the thing is, I find it really extra awesome when that junk drawer gets cleaned again. (laughs) It just brings me joy. Now, cleaning things up does not bring everybody joy, but I will say this. When you have chaos on your desk, in your drawer, in your garage, in your house, it, it creates chaos in your mind. Do you know what I mean? You always will feel better when things are clean and tidy and you can then, I feel like you can think straight. Like if my desk is a mess, I often feel like that's when I have the most like anxiety about work or something. And then I'll like be like, well, maybe I need to tidy up around here and that will help sort of soothe me and give me space. For some reason, cleaning up, it just gives you space, not only physically in the space you're cleaning, but I feel that it gives you space mentally as well. So I think a cleanup goal is awesome. If your pantry is a mess, boom, cleanup goal. I'm gonna make my pantry super clean, tidy, and then it's like more effective when you go in there because you know what you have. I mean, how many times do you go to the market and you're like, I don't know if I have that, I'm gonna get it, and you have like three boxes of it now in the house. You're like, oh, I didn't see it back there because it's a mess, right? So a cleanup goal. Write it down. What's it going to be for you? Is it going to be that garage? Is it going to be that desk? Is it going to be that closet? I promise you, put the goal down, then put a date. You're going to bust into it and then check that goal off. Feel free to give yourself like a cleanup goal per quarter. That That's pretty nice as well. But it's a good one. And I'm telling you, a cleanup goal, you can make it happen and check it off versus a New Year's resolution that you're like, yeah, I really going to do that. And then two months later, you don't even remember it. You didn't even accomplish it. You never even set a plan for it, right? All right, number five, the final, well, there is sort of a bonus one, but the final uh, goal that I like to have And again, it's more of the goal that's happened in the last few years is what I call the disconnect goal. Again, we've talked about this before. It's in my opinion, we live in a sad time right now for many, many reasons besides like COVID and politics and how it's all impacting everybody and people are fighting and blah, 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 blah. I think it's important to disconnect as much as you possibly can from social media, from the internet, from the news, from anything that does not empower you. And unfortunately, social media has gotten crazy. We know that. I've done podcasts on it before, and I talk about how to detox from the social media because the social media is scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And generally, you look at stuff and you may like, I mean, I used to have people I followed that every time I looked at their post, it would just bring me angst. It would it would give me anxiety. You know, I would like follow all these fitness professionals and they were boasting that they were doing this and doing that and I always felt like, oh my gosh, so then I... I need to be doing more and and it never brought me joy until the day I started unfollowing everybody <laughs> and now I only follow garden people <laughs> on my social media and it brings me joy I don't get that anxiety anymore but even following garden people do you know what happens I could scroll forever because I love to garden so I just want to see what what everybody's doing and to learn but I've also learned that that is a waste of my time And I'm not living life if I'm scrolling. Scrolling everybody is not living life, okay? When you look around and everybody's head is down because they're looking in their phone, 
They're not living their life. They're living someone else's life. They're living someone else's Instagram life, I guess, right? And again, I'm guilty for it, but it is something that I have cut back, way back on in the last few years. And I do have on my phone the social media timer, and I have been really sticking to it this year because it got a little out of control for me, just like it does everybody. And often we set those timers and then we hit the ignore for today, ignore for today. And then we go back and we realize we're just where we were the year before. So a disconnect goal is a really good one. I'm going to tell you right now, one day I'm going to retire. And when I retire, I am taking all social media off my phone. I cannot wait for that day to take the social media off my phone. I don't think as a professional that I can do that because I think it is important for all business people to have some type of social media. And my clients tell me they absolutely love the Earn That Body Instagram or the Earn That Body Facebook because every day they look at it, it gives them a little bit of inspiration before they start their day and it helps them be fit or healthy. So I'm gonna keep giving it to you guys, okay? But I will say I don't follow anyone anymore on Facebook. Like I just stopped following everyone and I only use it for business. And on Instagram, I only follow garden people. And I actually have my own garden account. If you wanna follow me, um, garden two, the number two, healthy. Garden Two Healthy is my Instagram account now for my gardening. And there I show you what I do for gardening, how that vegetable is nutritious, what kind of nutritional benefits it brings you. So a lot of my clients now follow my garden account because they also get nutrition information. Um, So that's all that I do now on social media. And that has helped me disconnect. I encourage you, disconnect as much as possible. Stop wearing the Apple Watch. I know, I know you're thinking, no, I love my Apple Watch. Tells me how many steps I have and that I gotta work a little harder. And you know, Apple Watches don't let you have any recovery days, people. I'm not a fan of that. I stopped wearing my Apple Watch because why? Because you can't disconnect. It's always beeping, it's always buzzing. Um, Someone told me that wearing an Apple Watch was equivalent to wearing a shock collar for an animal. And then I realized, I go, it kind of is. Like, you're constantly getting a buzz and a shock, right? And it's constantly giving you some kind of um, neurotransmitter connection to your brain. Of like, oh, was it a like on my post? Or, oh, well, you know, someone needs me. Oh, my email. Disconnect as much as you can, all right? It's going to make a benefit to you emotionally. And that is going to make a bigger impact in living your best life more than you realize. So those are my five, a health goal, a physical goal, a hobby goal, a cleanup goal, a disconnect goal. And so like when I say what a disconnect goal, what? so maybe you tell your phone to shut off social media after 10 minutes a day or 20 minutes and you know, look at how much you've been spending on there. There is a way to look on your app to see, oh my God, I spend three hours a day on social media. People, that's a big portion of your life, right? So you can you can limit that if you want to. Or maybe you're like, I'm not gonna wear my Apple Watch anymore. I'm not gonna let my Apple Watch control me that I have to get up and walk up and down the stairs three more times before bed because I didn't quite get that number yet. Like, I think there's a better way for you to work your fitness in than doing things like that and being so connected to a streak that it's impacting you mentally, right? So whatever your disconnect goal is, make it happen. Maybe you're adding meditation this year. Maybe you're adding more meditation this year. That that would be a a great way to disconnect as well. But if I had to give a bonus goal, 
I don't actually do this one. I have done it in the past, but I, I'm not at a point in my life where I don't really do this one, but I think it can be very powerful for many people. And so if you did want to add one more goal, I'd say it's a financial goal. A lot of people, especially when they're young, and so I I don't know, I don't know if I'm young anymore, I'm getting up there, people. But um, when I was younger, I did a lot more type of financial goals. And so maybe you're trying to get rid of your debt. So maybe your goal is going to be how much you're going to pay it off each month. Um, Maybe you're going to pick up a job this year that you didn't have before. Um, Maybe you're helping out the family. You didn't work, but now you're gonna. Maybe you're picking up a side hustle. Uh, Some people have a full-time job, but then create a side hustle. Just so you know, earn that buddy and that body started as a side hustle. I had a sales job and then earn that body started. I started it on the side. And then it took over and I was making more than my sales job. So you never know where, you know, let a side hustle in a field you love, let it take over. So maybe you you pick up a side hustle if it brings you joy, only if it brings you joy. But a financial goal can be a great one, especially if you do have debt or you don't have, you know, that amount of income saved for the emergency days. Like everybody needs a certain emergency fund. God forbid you lose your job and you need six months of money to survive, right? But a lot of people know you should have one of those, but they don't. So maybe this year your financial goal is to start building your emergency fund. Again, there's so many out there. Um, So health goal, physical goal, hobby goal, cleanup goal, disconnect goal, bonus round if you want to give yourself a financial goal. These would be five to six great goals that you could set today for 2022. And if you're someone who's like, you know what? I live a good life, but I'm not super happy. I live a good life, but I don't wake up every day excited to get up and go do my thing. Then set these goals and make them things that inspire you and excite you. Because you should want to get up in the morning and and look forward to something. And if if you're just not there right now, and sometimes we all go through waves of our life where we are there or we're not there, I get that. But if you're not there right now, then this is a great time to find a way to get back there. And so by creating these different goals in different areas of your life, like health is one, that's that's one area, but there's other areas you've got to have goals too, right? These goals will keep you moving in the right direction to living your best life. And that is more important to me than anything, more than your weight loss. I would rather you be living your best life. Like I want us all to look back one day and say, yep, I lived my best life. I gave it my all. I had a good time. I loved what I did. Make sure that that's you one day. All right, everybody. Happy New Year 2022. Gosh, guys, it's only getting better, right? It's got to get better. (laughs) We are just like a couple years now into this COVID thing and it's getting better day by day. It's getting better. Now, I do record this a few weeks ahead of time and I'm always worried like, oh my gosh, what if something happens before then, but I'm, my fingers are crossed that nothing will happen and we're going to have an amazing 2022. Set your goals. Don't forget, maybe you're on the car right now or on a run. Um, go home and, and listen to this again just so you can write down the five to six goals. Put them down on a post-it note. Put it on that computer. And I am wishing you the very, very best 2022. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com. 
or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.